Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Well, welcome inside the Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Original 16, celebrating things done well here on the Flames TV desk. And uh, for the Avalanche, celebrating a win here tonight as uh, they win it 4-1 the final. Calgary Flames return home for the uh, end of their uh, pre-All-Star break. Four straight games on home ice. It starts tonight against the defending champs, and uh, they get the best of them as we welcome in Corey Sarich, Brendan Parker alongside. And, uh, you know, a hockey game that, uh, for all intents and purposes, at least the scoreline, uh, determined in the early part of this hockey game, the first period. How did you see the difference in this one here tonight? Yeah, it was over pretty much at the end of the first period, unfortunately. Flames had a good push in the last two periods, but it wasn't enough. And I just really didn't like the first three shifts, three or four shifts from the Calgary Flames. They were in their own end. They looked unorganized. And all of a sudden, the abs were up four or five shots to almost nothing with it, the almost zero pushback or response for the Calgary from the Calgary Flames and that is just a little bit discerning when you see one team come out like that and Flames tried to get organized in that first period but uh, ultimately it was Rantanen, McKinnon, those guys were firing on all cylinders and you know what they, it was a missed opportunity. Well, and we'll take a look at the goals here in a moment. Obviously, here from uh, head coach uh, Daryl Sutter, as well as uh, players inside the locker room, uh, in just a moment. But you know that that first goal, which was an absolute rocket by uh, Miko Ranton, and, and then you know a couple of odd man rushes and just sort of things. You know, you talk about momentum, and and that's a tough team that once they get skating and get some open ice like that, they can be hard to handle. Yeah, and you can't make mistakes against this team, or if they're going to be mistakes, I mean. We call it the game of mistakes. They've got to be sure. little, yeah, and they have sure. to be fairly insignificant. You make big mistakes. There was a lost battle on one of the goals that then led to missed coverage. Right. Uh, you let Nathan McKinnon off of a draw escape and, and race up ice. We're going to see some of these highlights. Yeah. Those are just too blatant. And against a high-powered team like the Avs, in a spot that the Flames are in when you know they're scrapping and clawing for every point right now, yeah. it's, uh, I just fe felt that they need to be a little, more, little bit more prepared tonight. Well, let's, uh, as we talk about them, we may as well show them to you, and we'll you know, obviously dive into more of this game as it rolls along here on the post-game show, but here's how it started, and uh, you know, we talk about this rocket, and JD is some kind of shot, kind of put on a tee nicely from JT Comper, and how about the release there by Nico Rantanen for his 30th of the season? Yeah, and right, right off the face-off, we don't get to see it early, but Uyghur has a chance to win the battle with Rantanen. He strips him of the puck, puck gets moved around over to this guy, and no goaltender's making that save. Yeah, no question. That was placed about as perfect as a shot can be. And then uh, here's the explosiveness of uh, Nathan McKinnon coming off a four-point effort on Monday night against Detroit, and that sets up Arturi Lekkinen on the two-on-one. And it's a little bit of a broken play off of the faceoff, but this is details to the game. It's knowing your personnel. Who's on the ice? Oh, it's number 29. It's Nathan McKinnon. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to. I'm going to do everything in my power not to let this guy escape. So again, mistake leads to a goal. Well, and they take a look at that. You saw the official calling it a good goal. Obviously, the puck goes in, it slides under the net, and you can kind of see uh, the net pop up. Uh, not off its moorings, but up on its moorings, came out the side. And then here's the 3 nothing goal, and it's lecking in again. This one, a power play marker. Probably a fortunate bounce here, too. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't fault the goaltender on this one. It's a little unlucky for everybody. You can't really say that there are any mistakes made on this goal. It's just an unfortunate bounce. Yeah, no, without, uh, without a doubt. And uh, obviously that scoreline stays the same. No scoring in the second period. So here we are in the third. And 
Flames get their second power play of the game, and it was a pretty efficient one finished off with a great shot here by Toffoli, but some layers of traffic on this shot from Toffoli. They did get some chances, chances against the Avs tonight, and they had a couple unlucky breaks in the second period. They hit a post, and they finally snuck one in here. And like I said, I thought that the Calgary Flames did a nice job of taking over play in the second period, keeping it going in the third period, but unfortunately, it just didn't end up in any any more goals for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, and we'll take a look at some of those chances, Blake Coleman specifically, and here's uh, the last goal, which they end up awarding to Miko Rantanen, so that's his second of the night. He finishes with uh, 31 goals on the season after he leaves here, the Scotiabank Saddledome, so Lekkanen with two, Rantanen with two. Uh, the difference in this hockey game, 4-1 the final, and Tyler Toffoli, 16th of the season account for the Calgary Flames scoring. And uh, just quickly, we'll hear from head coach Joel Sutter here in just a moment, but, you know, we talk about that road trip and, uh, you know, five games over 10 days. It's a long trip. Go through the Central Division, some tough teams. You know, what about that, that, that turnaround? Obviously trying to reset, and you look at the last three Stanley Cup champions, uh, it, it, Tampa coming up here on Saturday. Uh, but just try to wrap your head around that on home ice and, and a couple of tough opponents here. Yeah, it's not easy. Anytime you return home, things change off the road. Off the road, it's it can be used in, as an excuse. I would say if it was a a lesser team, there's that trap game. But there should be no trap game here today. Um, you know who you're playing. You know the opponent that's across from you, and you better be prepared. And I just don't think the Calgary Flames had what it took in that first period to come out. They needed to dictate play. They needed to take it to the abs, and they just kind of sat, waited, and uh, didn't go their way. All right, let's hear uh, what the head coach thought. Uh, head, uh, head coach Daryl Sutter is at the podium now. Let's listen in on uh, his post-game reaction following the 4-1 uh, loss here tonight to Colorado. Coach, what was the problem in the first period? Cup beat the champions twice in one year. Big difference. Wasn't first, wasn't first period. Pretty, pretty oh, throughout the game, I'd say. Was the team not ready in your eyes? Yeah, I think we were as ready as we could be. They're, they're the champions. So they, got, they had 13 guys in the lineup tonight that won the Stanley Cup last year. We had one. Big difference. They know how to. They did. We're still very much in the show me stage. What did they do that was so effective in the nothing, first period? Nothing in particular. I mean, the first the first goal is that we win the face-off and we passed the puck to him twice. We won the face-off. So we should have got both assists on the goal. And then we, then the second goal is down in their zone. We lose the face-off. They get a two-on-one out of it. And then in, in the third one's power play goal, right? That bounce goal, I think, wasn't it? So pretty difference in, it's like a different class. That's for sure. Did you like that your team responded in the next 40 minutes no, of the didn't. game? No, I didn't. The greatest coach in the history of the game told me once sometimes it's better to get beat 9 1. That different class you mentioned, is that a wake up call for your group? Or? No, I don't think so. I think we know, I think I got a pretty good idea where our team's at. We're in the middle of the pack and we're not in their class. I said it this morning, if you were listening to us, about their team and that's what it is it's a big difference were you happy with the overall effort level and compete in battle tonight or sure if you think it was there then you just say that when, when a game goes like this does this give you further uh, it's not easy to come home from a long trip right you get the champions coming in and you're coming back so it's not easy right so you can't spot a team like that 
two goals. Those are goals like when five guys are lined up there and five guys are lined up there and they score off, right? That's just like me starting at the light and going first. So you can't spot teams of that caliber, right? Were there a few people, their efforts tonight, that maybe they might be considered to be taken out of the lineup? Don't have a 30-man roster and you have a salary cap. So if you want to... Hey, you guys, you guys did this three years or two years ago when I came here. You guys were all expectations and who should play with who and all that, Eric. And you know that as well as I do. And who's not producing and who is and who's popular and all that. You know what? I've been around long enough to understand that it's a long season. And it's hard to make the playoffs. I said it last year. It's very hard to make the playoffs. So we're just there's got to be some structure in our game and. And uh, I won't let anything deter me from that. Did you consider taking Markstrom out? Tonight? Yeah. No. Not a chance. I mean, our goal is after, uh, after, you know, after 20 games, our goalies were at a 15 game and a five game start thing. And since then, we've been pretty even. So uh, if you look at it, it's pretty even. and. And their save percentages are almost identical, and their goals actually marks them as a better goals against since the 20th game than than Vladar does. So I'm not going to base that. I'm not going to take him out tonight to try and give the team a spark. That's for sure. Okay. All right. There is uh, head coach Daryl Sutter and uh, talking uh, about a number of things, but obviously the opposition, uh, a clear part of his post-game reaction, uh, called it a different class. What do you make of, you know, sort of the mindset when you know that you're, you know, as he talked about this morning, uh, you're playing the Stanley Cup champs who are desperate. They're trying to, they talked this morning about urgency. They know the position they're in. It's one that they're necessarily familiar with over the last couple of years in terms of being on the outside looking in. And you have to kind of be prepared for that type of hunger uh, on the other side here tonight. Yeah, and I'll, I'll agree with Daryl. There, there is a different class system system in the NHL. I've been in all tiers. I've been on a bottom feeder. I've been in the middle where you're a competitive team, but you mm -hmm. can't quite take that step. And then I've fortunately, but very rarely, been on a team where you feel like you're going to win every single night. Right. But I always found when I was in the middle tier that your preparation, especially if you're going to play someone in the upper tier, well, it's got to be spot on if we're going to take them down tonight. And it's got to be right from the start and... Again, you almost have to try to play a perfect game. Yeah. I don't want to go and make it make it sound like it's that crazy, yeah. but you can't you can't be lazy. You have to have more desperation, more urgency. And again, I just didn't see that in the first period tonight. So for me, that's the problem. Um, again, maybe I'm just simplifying it too much, but you know you're playing a great team. Well, you better come up with your best effort. You better be bumping, banging, skating, whatever it is that makes you successful. And I just don't think we saw that early in this game. Uh, they, uh, the question was asked about building uh, and kind of, you know, trying to change the tide a little bit the, the final 40 minutes, and you kind of discussed it too. He didn't really acknowledge that part of it. I think it was more of the class thing that he spoke on. But, you know, maybe just for the argument's sake, let's go over that second period and moving forward. Before we get to – we have Tyler Toffoli here coming up soon, but uh, Blake Coleman in that line, it did seem like, you know, when, as you said, you kind of calm the waters a little bit. That push in the middle part of the second into the third – kind of came from you know a number of sources, but that one in particular. Yeah, they did a better job in their own end getting out because there was just a little bit more uh, attention to detail. And then when they got the puck out, they put 
they put pucks in place where they could get it back, where they could yeah. get their forecheck going. And then lines like Coleman, Backlund, Mangiapane, yeah. they started to get a few chances. They didn't convert, but they started to take the momentum over. And I thought they did a pretty nice job of holding it for two periods. But again, you got to give the... Got to give the Colorado Avalanche with seven defensemen in, their best defenseman out. They had a pretty pretty quiet night in their end. They didn't allow a lot, and that's uh, kudos to their defensemen who, you know, and their team overall. They were pretty solid in their own end. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go back uh, and hear some more post-game reaction. We'll go inside the Calgary Flames locker room for the first time. Here is uh, Tyler Toffoli tonight. Guys, um, skating, passing, um, you know, everything, and um, we were trying to find our way back into the game, but um, they're the defending champions for a reason. Just one of those games that guys say is pretty easy to get up for. What do you attribute the four start to? Uh, just not ready to play against a really good hockey team. That's what it comes down to. Daryl just said a minute ago, he kind of said, we're just not in their class right now. You've been on that championship side of things. What does it take in, in this room to become a part of that class? Yeah, I think we've kind of said it throughout times in the season. We've got to um, find a way to put 60 minutes together and come together as a group. And um, it almost feels like every time we kind of get on a roll, we um, do something like this and try and, you know, find our game back. Is it worrisome at this stage that we're talking about 60 minutes? Like we're, we're long stretch into the season. I mean, it's you know, a lot of you guys, you know, bringing it up. And then um, we're, we're trying to find our way to... Um, just come together and, and win games. I mean, um, not every game is going to be pretty. Not every game is going to be 60 minutes of um, the best hockey you've ever seen. There's going to be ups and downs, and um, I think we got to be able to find a way to deal with our emotions better and be ready for starts, um, score big goals at the right time, and, and put teams away. Does that take anything from a night like this? Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you have to. You have to realize that... Um, they're a team that's what, you know, three, four points behind us. And clearly they played a lot better than us tonight, so we got to figure our, our stuff out. Is the effort and compete level where it needs to be right now? Obviously, you know, you guys saw the start. It, it wasn't there. And um, throughout the second and third, there were um, times where we had some momentum, had some opportunities, and, um, you know, couldn't find a way to score a goal. And, um, and then it was kind of just, you know, up, up and down. Okay, thanks. All right, there's some post-game thoughts from Tyler Toffoli as uh, we kind of take a look at uh, the night of uh, number 29, Nathan McKinnon, obviously uh, leads to a couple of Arturi Lekin and goals here, but just uh, flying kind of up and down the ice here tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, he was ready to go, and I think it's in his last nine games, he's got 15 points. Uh, this is a guy that's on a little bit of a tear right now, and he's missed a few games. He knows his team's position, and... We saw how fiery he can be and how, how passionate he, he is about this game and winning. And he's going to try to put this team on his shoulders and, and get them to the playoffs. And they've got some work to do. And we've seen this team now score a lot of goals in the last three games in a row. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's without Kale McCart tonight, who was, of course, listed as day-to-day -day this morning by head coach Jared Bednar. And you, by the way, McKinnon, guy that you played with, right at the start of his career. And, uh, and you saw a little bit of that in terms of that competitiveness and a guy that you know, wouldn't be denied as his career would roll on. Yeah, he was a pretty special player, and you knew right away when he joined our team uh, back in 2013, 2014, that the sky was the limit for this kid. I mean, I'd never seen speed like it before yeah. in person on the ice, and I 
I told you I paid the price in practice many <laughs> yeah. a time. And my example. Competitive fire. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of learning to do, just situational play, when to move the puck, when to shoot the puck, different right. things like that, but just natural instinct and a great finish to begin with. And right. he's gotten so much stronger. He's, you know, he turned into a man yeah. in a hurry. Sure. And uh, we saw what he could do last year. He, he led that team all the way to the very end. Yeah. And, and you know, as you said, 18-year-old kid at that time, right? So yeah, it's, hard to, and it's hard to believe he's played nine years in the league and he's only 27 years old, yeah. which or 10 yeah. years in the league. And blows my mind that I'm going to be watching him for the next 15 years, yeah. potentially. <laughs> from here. Yeah, from here. <laughs> uh, let's go back inside the uh, Flames locker room. Uh, Elias Lindholm standing by now. Too simple for us to look at the first period as the uh, as the difference, or was there more there that uh, you know, if it was about preparation, the start, or just the ability to kind of find it throughout? No, I think obviously when you come out like that in the first against the champs, it's it's not going to work very well. Uh, can't expect to win when you play like that. So obviously that first period set set the whole game up. What do you attribute that start to tonight? I don't know, like. Right away, they, you know, even though shots were pretty, pretty tight, it was, you know, they had all the chances and and were flat and slow and and so on. So, you know, like I said, it's when you play like that in the first uh, against the champs, it's it's not gonna work very well. You talked in the past about you know trying to string together that 60 minutes, and I don't know if you found it yet, but if not, is that troubling? Yeah, we played. 46 games now and and you know still looking for for a you know really good game uh, yeah, it's it's concerning can any of the flatness from tonight be attributed to the tired legs from playing a road trip and then coming back and first game back here is against the reigning champs I don't know I don't know I don't want to look at any excuses Daryl said tonight that the Avalanche are in a different class than you guys are do you feel like that's a fair assessment? In the first, yeah. And what about overall? Nah, after that, I thought it was pretty tight. Okay, thanks, Lady. Thank, Thank you. you. Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well. Back to wrap, Flames post game live brought to you by Original 16 is uh, we put a bow on a 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche here tonight. Kicks off a four-game homestand, and uh, you got another former Cup champs coming into town, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, an afternoon game on Saturday, but maybe some time to kind of get a practice in here in between. And uh, uh, what you make of everything we've talked about here tonight, but just maybe what you're hearing from players and sort of you know their their take on it and what has to be better or the areas that have to improve by by well, Saturday. Well, when we hear the message tonight, they obviously didn't like their start. Um, but I just think overall there need, needs to be a little more jam in their whole game. Uh, it'll be nice for them to get a practice in. That'll, that'll be a good thing. Yeah. You know, you're here at home, settle back in. Yeah. Um, Quick reset. It, uh, it's not going to be an easy task come Saturday, and that game's coming up quick, yeah. right? It's a, it's a 1 o'clock start that day. And, yeah. again, that team's starting to make some waves as well. They've sure. been, they were maybe a little off to a little bit of a slow start this year, Tampa, and you got Kucherov leading the way for those guys. Stamkos got yeah. his... 500 tonight so that's right it's going to be uh, 
Hands full. Again. Hands full. Yeah. Well, I always say it's nice though if they get that milestone out of the way, you don't have to worry about being the victim of it. So he scores it uh, five minutes into the game here tonight in uh, Vancouver. Goal 500. Uh, I think I wrote it down. 47th player in NHL history to reach 500 goals. So nice little milestone for Steven Stamkos. That's very, very impressive. Yep. But now hopefully he takes a breather. To <laughs> yeah, at least takes one night off. Hopefully he got them all out of his way there in Vancouver. Perfect. And then the rest of that road trip, you don't have to hear from him. Uh, that does it for us here tonight, though. Uh, we'll put a wrap on uh, this 4-1 loss tonight to the Colorado Avalanche. Good news for the Calgary Flames is they've got three more here on home ice. Four overall before the All-Star break hits as uh, it is Hockey Talks night here, or was Hockey Talks night at uh, the Scotiabank Saddledome, as uh, the Flames fall to the Avs 4-1, and again, there it is, uh, the Lightning with the early start time on Saturday, a little family-friendly affair at 1 p.m. here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. As for us, that'll do it tonight. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We will see you on Saturday afternoon back here at the Dome.